Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Ecoish podcast. I'm Tracy Lydiot, founder of Sustainable Living School, and I'm your host today. The purpose of the Ecoish podcast is to illuminate the good work towards sustainability that companies are doing, honestly discuss trade-offs that they might wrestle with, wrestle with, and to share their interesting stories to help listeners like you make informed choices. Ecoish podcast honors the imperfect journey towards creating an eco-friendly brand in an unsustainable society. On today's episode of Ecoish podcast, I'm super pleased to introduce you to the creative work of Mallory Gladman of Waste Not Weddings. Waste Not provides unique earth conscious wedding and event planning in the greater Vancouver area. Mallory is a certified wedding planner and a proud female eco solopreneur. She has a background in entertainment and event catering and then took the opportunity to create more earth friendly weddings and events with her planning company Waste Not. Relatively new to the Vancouver area, she's enjoyed getting to know those in the event industry and researching companies who implement more sustainable practices in their businesses. She's a founding member of MUSE, which stands for Members United for Sustainable Events, and an ambassador for Circular Unity, which is a tool for calculating emissions at events. And she enjoys playing with her cat Lily, hiking, baking, and practicing yoga. Hi, Mallory. It's so great to have you with us today. Once I learned about your, uh, your business, I was really excited to have you on as a guest and to learn a lot more about what you're up to. And so could we start off by sharing, or I'd like to ask you, where are you calling in from today? Yes. Hi, Tracy. It's so nice to be here. Um, I am on the unceded and unsurrendered land of the Halkamelin speaking peoples in New Westminster, British Columbia, where my home office is located. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm calling in today from the, the traditional lands of the Silux people in the Okanagan Nation. Great. And it's great to have you here. I think that I'm just super excited to talk to you about your company, Waste Not Weddings. And of course, we've done a little intro, but it's always much more interesting to hear what your business is about in your own words. Could you share a little bit about what you're up to? Absolutely. So Waste Not Weddings and Events, and that's Waste Not with a K for the pun, um, <laughs> provides unique and earth conscious wedding and event planning by the hour in the Vancouver area and beyond. Um, I aim to reduce overall waste production as much as possible for each event in the planning process and then bring the events vision to life on the day. For weddings, each event is different and every person has a different idea and vision and budget. So that makes my job super fun and ever changing. Uh, I always start by asking clients what eco values are the most important to them and then start looking for ways to incorporate that into the wedding, um, especially starting with the venue itself. Location is everything. So if they have already booked a venue, I look into that venue's infrastructure, see what the venue might already provide on site, uh, including rentals or catering. And if they haven't booked a venue yet, then there's still time to kind of shop around and play and find a really good fit, um, which is exciting for me. Uh, I actually wrote a blog about why you should hire a planner before booking your venue. So if you feel like checking that out, it is on my website, uh, wastenot.ca slash blog. Um, and it just gives a little insight into all of the things that go into looking for a venue, which can be a bit overwhelming for newly engaged couples. So um, it might be a good idea to just kind of head there first um, before doing research yourself, um, because that's what we're here to do. So a wedding planner should um, be researching all of that and answering some of those questions for you. 
Excellent. That thank you. I I feel like you probably rightly also earned the chief cat herder uh, title as well. <laughs> I think maybe many listeners have seen the movie The Wedding Planner. I think it had uh, Jennifer Lopez in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I th- I feel like you're also probably part of therapist and so many other things that go yes. along with the wonderful work that you do. Um, so speaking of which, what was why did you decide to get into this work? Um, and what inspired you to start working on waste, not weddings and making them more eco-friendly? Well, um, I have quite the different background and journey to getting to this place. Um, but basically, even though some people might call me crazy, I, I love weddings. I'm just that person that, that enjoys the celebration of love. Um, And I have a background in entertainment, so it does kind of suit my personality. Um, So I I grew up actually in the States. I'm from the Orlando, Florida area. Oh, wow. And when I was performing and pursuing performing musical theater in New York City, I was also working for special events catering, which a lot of actors and performers do. Um, So while I was doing the other side jobs in the catering industry, I love food and it broke my heart seeing a lot of food waste dumped at the end of the night. Um, Mm -hmm. That's something that everyone in the events industry has kind of seen um, and just material waste as well. There, there's so much room for improvement and some people are doing their part to improve that already. But um, especially in New York city, I said, wow, there has to be a different way to do these things, especially with weddings and large corporate events. Uh, It's just so much waste. So that kind of got the the things ticking in my head of, of something for the future. And then after I stopped performing, I moved to Canada where my husband lives and we moved to Vancouver during the pandemic. Um, of course, <laughs> when I was trying to transition into a new career around the event industry. Um, but I did see that there was an opportunity to bring my uh, love for weddings and sustain- sustainability into Uh, a new business. So I had done uh, planning for friends and family's weddings. I had done my own wedding back in 2019, um, all with eco swaps and eco-friendly solutions just to keep the waste down. Some things work better than others. Some things are unavoidable, of course. I'm not here to do zero waste weddings by any means. I don't actually believe in that word there's no such thing as a zero waste wedding um but (laughs) there's yeah but there's a lot of room obviously for improvement so um just kind of with playing with my friends and family's weddings and my own weddings i found things that do work and actually kind of save money as well which is just another plus side of the more minimalistic and sustainable events um area so that's kind of how I got here. I noticed that Vancouver was a little bit more eco-friendly minded uh, as a city in general. And there are some really lovely vendors I've gotten to know and, and people in the events industry here. So it seemed like a good fit. Nice. And congratulations for persevering through uh, what nobody in, uh, could ever have anticipated being like probably one of the most disruptive events to well, globally, I could, I think that's probably fair to say, uh, yeah. with the pandemic. And so it's exciting to me that I think that's where passion comes into when you truly know that you want to do something that you're willing to persevere through, um, unforeseen circumstances that Absolutely. put a lot of pressure on you and potentially bump you out of the path that you were intending to be on. And, uh, when you were talking about eco-friendly swaps um it started feeling stressed and I'm not even like engaged I can't even imagine (laughs) (laughs) I cannot even imagine what it would feel like to plan a big event um well an event period with family like that's just one layer (laughs) and then find a location and have all these conversations with your partner and try not to really get mad at each other when like conflict comes up that's another layer and then um yeah also adding in the layer of thinking through what kinds of waste products that are generated you and I were just uh, chatting before we hit the record button and I was saying that I feel like weddings are 
you know, like the fuzzy, warm kind of feeling tone where you're, you are going to celebrate these people's love for each other. And nobody probably really thinks about the waste at the end of the day or, uh, you know, the, the legacy of impact that that event might have. And so I would love to talk to you a little bit about what you see, like trends that you've seen or things. I think listeners, um, even just to start out this conversation might be interesting just to hear your thoughts on what are common swaps and what things are really easy to do. Um, if for example, maybe they're not going to hire someone like yourself, uh, you know, do you have some tips that you could share a little bit to kick off this eco-friendly wedding conversation? Yes. Well, obviously inflation is real, right? So not everyone can afford a wedding planner, even though I am quite affordable at the moment. Um, but you know, I understand that everyone's different and some people do have a bit more time on their hands, um, based on their work schedule and life schedule. So maybe they do want to take it on themselves and, uh, that's great. I did it myself. Uh, it is possible. Um, it's, it's not always recommended for stress level wise, <laughs> but yes. it is possible <laughs> to plan your own wedding. And I'm all for that. Honestly, um, it can work, but it does take a little bit of time and compromise and all of that. So um, knowing that, I, I think that, yeah, obviously when you get engaged, you think of those warm, fuzzy feelings and you're just happy and you don't think of waste, which is not the sexiest word in, in the <laughs> no. book. Um, but I'm here to try and <laughs> just kind of nudge, nudge that way and say, well, there is thing, there are some things to think about when it comes to weddings and making them less, uh, lower impact, you know, for the planet. And I think there are more people than I thought out in the world, just based on response of what I'm here doing that are actually, they do care about the planet, which is great. Um, just good to know that other people are like me and actually do care. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when it comes to starting that planning process, a lot of people hop straight onto Pinterest and I'm here to tell you it's okay. You don't like a lot of you know, a lot of people have different views on Pinterest. I love Pinterest. It's great for ideas. However, it's not always realistic. So just keep that in the back of your head. But there mm. are some really wonderful eco swaps on there. Um, obviously, a lot of them are DIY, do it yourself, which is not always what I recommend because it can be a lot of work for your day of coordinator or planner to come in, swoop in on the day and try to assemble all of these things from a box that you just put there on your wedding day. Um, so yeah, just for those DIYers out there, it can be a little stressful. Um, but there are tons of eco swaps uh, that are very simple, that do make a slight impact, um, maybe even bigger than you thought, and do actually save money, which is great mm -hmm. as well. So um, when I started Waste Not last year in early 2022, I wanted to focus on eco education for my social media, not just inspiration and pretty pictures. There are some yes. on there, but I, I definitely wanted to focus on the education side. So I started these waste reduction Wednesday posts on my Instagram. So on waste not underscore weddings underscore events, it's a very long tag, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find all of those posts that I posted on Wednesdays throughout the year last year. Um, and those are not only for weddings, but there are a lot that are for weddings on there. Um, some of my favorites are choosing caterers that are affiliated with OceanWise Sustainable Seafood Programs mm. or the Green Table Network. That's really easy to find on those websites when you're looking at caterers. Um, also, some that work with food rescue programs like Vancouver Food Runners for the end of the event. If you have a lot of food left over, that um, can be rescued and they can send it out to people who need it. Uh, supporting small and local businesses for any kind of wedding gifts, maybe for your maid of honor or your best man. Um, that's a great swap to do, even wedding favors. Donating to your favorite charity or nonprofit instead of swag bags or wedding favors or even registries. If you're a couple that already live together and already have everything you basically need, um, and maybe are postponing your honeymoon or something like that, think about just donations to your favorite charity or nonprofit, nonprofit organization. 
Um, encouraging secondhand or rented formal wear, that's huge. I know everyone dreams of the perfect wedding dress and I'm not here to be like, no, you can't buy a brand new dress. Um, but there are a lot of different ways to just kind of save on material waste on that side. The clothing industry is a bit crazy when it comes to that. So I'm always up for, you know, the second handed, um, you know, the there's a couple great Facebook groups out there actually that just kind of swap dresses, no which I think is wonderful. So I didn't know that. get on those Facebook groups. Facebook groups are awesome for, for weddings <laughs> I have found here in Vancouver, especially. So that's really fun. Um, and that's not just for materials. That's, that's for everything when it comes to weddings, uh, decor and rentals, all of that kind of stuff you can find as well hmm. on Facebook groups. Um, also opting for succulents or fruits or gourds on the table instead of just fresh flowers and candles. I am all for switching it up. Um, I am somewhat anti-floral as a wedding planner, <laughs> um, especially fresh flowers. I think it just can be such a waste sometimes, even though they're beautiful and they're pretty. Mm -hmm. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying you can't have flowers at your wedding, but there are so many other options out there that sometimes people just don't even think about. Just plants in general are beautiful and will live longer, right? If you replant them or pot them. So, um, and it can also be a gift to give home at the end, be like, take a succulent from the table and there you go. And True. Keep it alive. <laughs> it's kind of like cutting down a Christmas tree or having a tree in a pot that you exactly. can, you know, like if well for a while, bring in and out of your house. So yes. that's a great idea. Yeah, uh, the last one I like is the shuttle transportation for guests to and from a wedding. Um, not everywhere that's possible, but if it is possible from maybe a, a hotel or resort or Airbnb, maybe they have some sort of shuttle transportation or you can get one through your planner, like a bus or a rented van, and that can help. And also just so that the guests don't have to worry about it, right? They're not trying to search for cabs and carpool and have a lot of designated drivers around. Everyone should be able to enjoy the wedding and get a little crazy if they want to without worrying about how they're going to get home. Yeah, those are all amazing points. And I feel like you've touched on, I think about, well, you've touched on four major areas that, uh, that I view the world through from the sustainability lens, which is, uh, you know, emissions, for example, um, energy is sort of one category. The next one would be chemicals and Instantly, when you started talking about candles, I thought about that. And um, <clears throat> the third one is ecosystem services. So uh, we could absolutely spend the entire podcast talking about food waste. Um, I could, yes. Yeah, yeah it is. It's so, uh, so prevalent. I'll just say that briefly. And then the fourth one uh, is around social sustainability and that I truly believe that is the hub in the center of this sustainability wheel, because if we don't like and trust each other, we don't have a hope um, in creating change, widespread change. And I loved your suggestion about shopping locally as much as possible. And I feel like no matter where you're listening from today, that probably would apply to you in any community. You've got artisans, you've got people that make things, you've got folks that will rent things. So I'm imagining that there's probably lots of options that way. So if you even just tick off one of those things in, in each one of those categories, you're, you're doing a really great first step forward. And um, I like, let's talk a little bit about the wedding dress, because how <laughs> many of us uh, have grown up with you know, Disney stories or, you know, family stories where I think my mom still has her wedding dress that her and her mom made. Um, and you see, you know, I guess in some movies where they're like, I want you to wear my wedding dress. And, you know, it gets passed down through generations, <laughs> which is actually, I think, kind of cool. It's a really nice way of reusing material and fabric and having this family energy and heirloom. It's not, I don't yes. think the, the thing for everyone. So um, yeah, I love those Facebook group ideas. And do you have, um, do you have many folks that do go say thrifting for their, uh, for their formal wear or uh, do they have a fun rental that they always like to do? I'd love to hear from some stories about that. Oh gosh. <laughs> I just keep going back to a, 
a wedding last year where the the bride bought her dress that was vintage from a thrift store. However, the zipper broke. <laughs> so I'm here to say that I'm I'm super supportive of vintage shopping and thrift shopping, but please try it on and replace the zipper before your wedding day and make sure that everything is ready to go because this poor girl um, definitely had a, a, a bad luck issue with that. Thankfully, I had my sewing kit on hand and I'm pretty handy, <laughs> so I just sewed her up into the dress, but uh, it was not <laughs> obviously ideal. So uh, if I can get a word of wisdom out, please check the zippers and the materials because though I love repurposing older materials, older chiffon breaks so easily and rips away and tears away so uh please have a seamstress check it out before your wedding day <laughs> um that being said yes uh thrifting can be awesome even taking a different dress and incorporate it onto a new dress um there's some really wonderful um uh materials out in the world that are being repurposed for weddings that other wedding companies, wedding dress companies are making into custom wedding dresses. Those come on in a little bit a pricier side, like um, I think it's Pure Magnolia, Pure Magnolia, Magnolia, wow, can't talk. Magnolia is one of them. Um, they create custom wedding dresses uh, out of sustainable materials. Mm -hmm. But if that's not in your price range, by all means, rent the runway, you know, rent a dress um, from somewhere ask around, ask your mom if she still has her wedding dress, if it can be salvaged. Um, with my mother's wedding dress, my sister and I both used part of the lace that was still preserved well enough on our bouquets. We wrapped it around our bouquets and that kind of felt like a, a nice little way to bring the dress in and the, and the family in um, to my wedding day without actually wearing her dress because it was from the 80s, was not quite the most uh, stylish for, <laughs> for the time and just didn't fit me. So that there was no way that we were going to wear her wedding dress, even though it was preserved pretty well. Um, but we were able to incorporate it. So there's there's other ways you can do that. Salvaging materials in so many clever ways, uh, making clutch purses and um, wrapping it around your, your flowers, putting it as part of the decor, putting it on the table somewhere is another way to bring that kind of family um, specialness into your into your wedding day without actually using the dress and then for guys i feel like it's so much easier they can just rent a lovely suit or tux if they want to um, and jazz it up with a nice shirt or tie something of that nature um, without spending a ton of money and yeah. yeah having it sit in the closet for so long so i am i'm a fan of that yeah that's really cool. Great points about how to reuse uh, fabric, especially from large gowns. Most wedding dresses, I think, are quite voluminous unless you opt for, you know, a, <clears throat> a fun beach wedding. Um, and I actually work in textiles right now. And so textile waste is a massive issue. And um, most of it, if it can't be reused, and it's a very small portion that gets recycled out of the donations that we send to different charities. 95% um, of it can be reused and repurposed, which is one statistic. The other scary statistic is that about only 1% of it actually will get recycled into something new. Mm -hmm. And it ends up in um, markets, uh, secondary and tertiary markets around the world, which you know have their own systems of sorting and selling through, but you can imagine clothing sitting in a container on a ship enduring heat and weather and lots of times things are spoiled by the time they get there they're unsaleable and they end up being burnt in open landfills um, so I'm a huge advocate of reuse of any types of fabric or materials um, that you can which I think is really common for rentals like tablecloths and napkins and yes and things like that, which is a wonderful option. And I loved your creativity suggestions about clutch purses and, you know, just wedding favors and things that you might keep and enjoy and find a good use of that material of your 1980s dress. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm actually quite familiar with Pure Magnolia and um, really love that she selects eco-friendly um, 
fabrics. So there's so many ways. If if any of the listeners are super into waste, there is something called the waste prevention hierarchy, and that can guide you through um, different strategies that you might think through as well with someone like you. And I think Mm -hmm. the fact that you sewed uh, the bride into her dress and they (laughs) even had a sewing kit on hand does make you the kind of wedding planner <laughs> that I would like do. to employ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like you walk around maybe with this like uh, vest on with all these little pockets in it of emergency supplies. Yes, it's our emergency kit. Every single wed- wedding planner has one on hand as well as the assistants. Um, and I have now upgraded to a, a small backpack <laughs> just to save my my shoulder because I was wearing a, a shoulder bag last year and thought, okay, I think maybe I should go for a backpack this year. Um, but it's so just, it needs to have everything in the tiny, very um, hands-on approach to to fixing any kind of solution, band-aids. Um, there's a whole thing about merchandise kits on one of the, the Waste Reduction Wednesday posts, actually, about oh, what nice. we have on hand and how that how you can have one at your wedding as well as a bride or maid of honor, pass it along to a family member someone close to you, best friend, and then they can have their own little emergency kit, like maybe a makeup, you know, touch up and tissues, always tissues. I'm always the planner that has the tissues right there for the speeches for when those tears start to shed. Um, Or if it's on a hot day and they need a quick little pat pat before they walk down the aisle, right? So uh, I love being that emergency kit person that that wedding planner that has everything on them and the fact that i do have you know some sewing skills that comes in handy on those days um so yeah there's always something to think about and things that you haven't thought of before that always come up um like that dress situation so i was happy that i could salvage the dress a bit and uh make it just possible for her to walk down down the aisle without wearing the dress she came in, which was red and a summer dress. <laughs> so I mean that was Plan B, but I was I was thankful that I could um, kind of get her down the aisle in the dress that she wanted. Oh, yeah. I'm sure she was super grateful for you. <laughs> I think it's just a great example of all of the places of intersection that you can have in a wedding to make different choices and thrifting a dress or buying a vintage dress is a fantastic one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would love to chat a little bit about food because I I believe maybe I'm not a stats person with weddings, but could you confirm that food is one of the most expensive pieces of hosting a wedding? I can confirm. Yes. And I'm a foodie. So that usually is the first thing I talk about with, with the couple after the venue has been selected or during that process. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, good guess on my part. And um, so I, it breaks my heart too, when you think about food waste and how much food is wasted and I've done research into this and there's more than enough food in the world to feed everybody. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest issues is um, how we move food from one place to another. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And you brought forward the example, I think you said food runners. And 
So maybe there's some folks listening that have never heard of this concept before. So could we talk a little bit about that, about different options to manage your food waste and thinking through potentially, uh, I'd love to hear like different geographies. I know you're in Vancouver, which is urban. Uh, Maybe we don't even need to talk about the country because most people might have compost, but can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, it's it's great to talk about this. Um, compost is different in every single facility I've been to, of course. Uh, at least it exists here. It doesn't exist everywhere. Back in Florida, where my parents live, there there is no compost unless they have it in their back- backyard. Um, so it's great that it exists, but you do have to find it and know how it works and if it's actually working and real, um, which can be something that I do for you, obviously. But uh it's it's fun for me to think of that um obviously the first thing you think of is no food waste at all that would be ideal however usually there is a bit left over and if it can't just be brought into leftovers to the family and friends then that's where that comes into is working with the caterers um and seeing if they already work with some sort of food rescue program if it is out um you know in the sticks, in the country, on the island somewhere remote, um, it's a little bit more difficult, obviously. So that is something that comes with those um, venues. Uh, you know, you might think like, oh, an Airbnb out in the middle of nowhere, how beautiful. But some people don't realize the logistics that go into that. So that is one thing. That is something to think about when it comes to food um, and just kind of getting numbers down as soon as possible. I'm all about getting those RSVPs in as soon as we can to make sure that we have a good count of how many people need to be fed that day, including the vendors and the staff. And then, uh, yeah, just making choices and in, in the selection of foods to make sure that there is a good amount that could have a second life if there's leftover salads Mm -hmm. wilt you know uh, fresh um fruits and vegetables don't last forever unless there's some sort of way to preserve them so having more kind of snacky foods sometimes uh with crackers and bread and that kind of thing can actually be salvaged for much longer so that that is something to think about sometimes when when choosing the actual food for the wedding Mm -hmm. Uh, it can't always be done, of course, but if if it's possible, I've, I've seen some kind of vegan weddings or vegan friendly weddings where they have more Mediterranean style foods and those just tend to last a bit longer um, in the nature of the kind of food. So mm-hmm. that, that can be a fun way to kind of reduce the waste overall and not have so many leftovers. And if there are, they can be salvaged. Mm-hmm. Great points. Uh, thank you. And if food, it's it's kind of got two different layers as well. What I heard you say is that you have thoughts about where you're sourcing your food from. So this potentially, I think, could um, lead into questions that listeners might want to ask venues, for example, like if it's a large hotel or a big event center, um, maybe they don't have as much control of where they're sourcing their food from. And that might be a deciding factor. I know that that would probably be a huge deciding factor for me if I was planning a wedding that I would want to make sure that the caterers had access to the kind of food that I wanted, which would be from ideally from a regenerative farm that doesn't use pesticides and, you know, is focused on whole food, ethical food, um, And then there's the end result when everybody's done enjoying the food. Great points about different um, types and styles of dishes that would last longer than not. And um, yeah, I love thinking through that part too, because a lot of people talk about climate change right now. It's on everybody's mind. I know that if you are at least even listening to this podcast, you're someone that's interested in doing better for the planet. And I was um, fascinated to read in Paul Hawken and uh, his research group's book, Project Drawdown. They analyzed the top 100 solutions to climate change that exists right now. And the number one, the number three Um, most accessible and impactful is food waste. And so a lot of people, if you don't know, um, listeners, when you send food waste to your landfill and you don't separate it out and put it in compost or have it in a, 
you know, in a backyard compost bin or a bokashi bucket or a worm farm or anything that will turn it back into earth when it gets buried in the landfill, it creates methane, which is, I think about 28 times more powerful uh, to create the greenhouse effect than one molecule of, of carbon dioxide. So it is so achievable. It's so impactful. And I feel like both you and I are saying nicely, uh, it's one of the places that should be highly elevated on your, on your list of, if you can't choose, if you could choose to do anything and nothing else, figure out your food waste and figure out maybe where it's coming from. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I love to start there for that reason, because it is so impactful. Um, I know the BBC Earth, I think, did a whole series on food waste last year, and they had some really great articles on on, um, what they're doing over in the UK and beyond. So super cool. And I love when you hear those stories of um, people taking food scraps and using it for something else. Um, That's becoming more and more of a thing, just like in the materials and textile industry. So I I just love that. I'm a huge supporter of all of those inventive ideas. And um, I think, yeah, starting with food selection, obviously, that's what brings people together most of the time. And a lot of cultures are dependent on the food at the weddings. And obviously some cultures like to present just a ton of food just to show that we're here to eat please please eat our food kind of thing uh, celebrate our love by eating i get it um mm-hmm. i'm a huge lover of italian food and i know the italians love their food right and and they actually care about their food so i i am not here to say that you need to put out little scraps of food for people at weddings i i think the worst thing to do is to not have enough food actually for your guests (laughs) (laughs) that's not fun we don't want a bunch of crabby guests that are all hangry so um definitely have food but just yeah i think some thought needs to go into the process of selecting where that food is coming from and um if there's going to be leftovers what to do with it so yeah. We have a big Indo-Canadian uh, community where I live as well. And I know food is such like their weddings are enormous and they're yeah. so much fun and they have so much food, which is so absolutely incredible, mind boggling. It's always delicious. And yeah, food is a massive part of culture, no matter what culture you're from. Uh, I just wanted to share a fun little story that uh, my sister-in-law lives on Pender Island, which is a small island that sits between Vancouver, the mainland and Vancouver Island. And we were driving around the island one day and all these people were stopped on the side of the road and they had buckets and they were like chucking buckets over this fence, just like super randomly. And I was like, what the heck's going on? And she's like, oh, that's the island compost. And there's like, I think like five or six gigantic pigs that are in this pen and like everybody on the island just knows to go throw their compost and like food waste in this pen. And I thought, wow, those pigs are living their best life ever. (laughs) That's (laughs) cool. Unfortunately, you probably can't do that in the city, but um, I don't think so. Yeah, it was it was a unique way of uh, getting rid of food waste. It's the circle of life um, back to nature. Yeah. So I'd love to talk about any big wins. I'd love to hear about, you know, from a business perspective, what are some things that you're really proud of or that you're excited about? Um, So waste not is young but i'm i'm super honored that i have clients this year and next year that are trusting me to help with their wedding it's such a personal and special choice Um, and i'm happy to say that that i've seen just a lot of great support from local vendors um, like savory city catering and uh, alicia's florals here in vancouver they're just so wonderful and they care about the environment just as much as me and maybe even more um, I belong to a lot of eco communities uh, in the virtual world from all over the world. And one that I really love is being a founding member of Muse, which is Members United for Sustainable Events. Muse has given me a special network of people that I continue to learn from month after month, and they work all over the event industry. Um, it's not always easy to be an advocate for the planet, as I'm sure you know. Um, especially in the events industry. And yeah. uh, it's just really great that we have this kind of family now. Um, 
And everyone's still suffering and recovering from the pandemic. And now there's inflation. There's all sorts of um, boundaries that happen with that. But I'm happy to say that people are respecting and bouncing back as much as they can, um, doing the work that's super important um, and just finding the right people to do that with you and to feel supported by my local community here in New Westminster. The city is awesome. Um, to greater Vancouver area. Everyone has just been super supportive, even government officials, uh, our locally elected mayor and New Westminster is um, really wonderful and tries to get around to everyone and ask the right questions. Uh, he was at a um, DEI uh, initiative um, kind of seminar that we had one of the first back in persons with the Chamber of Commerce in New Westminster. And uh, it was great to see him there. It was, he showed his face and that, that does mean something when, when people show their face for something so important, like a social uh, or environmental um, webinar or seminar or something. So it is, it is important to have support. And I love that people are supporting me and are telling me, just keep going, just keep doing it. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm proud. You. And I feel like that is so well earned. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And it, I, I feel like you bring forward an, an amazing point that so many of us have pandemic, pandemic fatigue, Zoom fatigue. Um, you know, we all did our part during the pandemic. And what I see now is people are just so hungry for connection. And one of the things that it showed me personally was just I'm nothing without the people around me and it's so socializing is I think a really key point of having a healthy mental state and so what I'm hearing you say is that even though maybe there's pressures like inflation and expenses that sounds like folks are still really prioritizing that social part of their lives and looking for ways to still to still gather and and celebrate love Yes. which is so beautiful <laughs> and where the fuzzies come in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I should ask this other question first. I think I don't want to dampen the mood, but I'm always curious too about um, what kinds of hurdles or trade-offs that you might encounter within your business. And the context for this, for the listeners is that that's why I named this podcast eco-ish because we don't have a state of sustainability within our society right now. We are working our way towards that. And sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's ugly and crunchy and bumpy. And we have to make decisions sometimes that um, are called trade-offs where you have to select something because maybe your ideal situation doesn't exist yet. And I'm just curious from the wedding industry perspective, have you bumped into these things and have to um, make these kinds of compromises and decisions? <laughs> that word compromise is what marriage is. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I just think, yeah, it's just so on point right now. Um, there's always some sort of compromise between people, relationships, between businesses and companies, there's always going to be ups and downs and compromises. So um, it's important to talk about, I think, too. So I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, as a solopreneur, I do not have an endless supply of, fi of financial means and support. Um, I, I'm grateful that I have the support that I do have. However, the government and um, just grants that are available, I have realized um, there are some hurdles when it comes to being a solopreneur, mm -hmm. um, an entrepreneur doing that. So I would love to hire more employees and pay them a fair wage, but I don't always have those means. And so that's obviously a future um, thing that I would like to do. But until then, I can't really apply for certain grants. And I think that is kind of inhibiting to what I want to do, you know, like those grants would help me get more employees, but to get more employees, I need money. You know, so there's a bit of a, a roundabout when it comes to some of those um, mm. financial yeah, hurdles. Um, there's also not a ton of data support when it comes to weddings. There's virtually okay nothing when it comes to counting carbon and all of that. So I have been just 
reaching out to so many people about this just because I am not a scientist. Uh, my sister is, she works in this field, but she's like, wow, you're biting off a, a bit more than you can chew, I think. And I said, well, someone has to, right? Someone has to try. Um, so I'm actually very excited because I have found a, a non or a startup um, that is doing international data collecting for emissions in the events and entertainment industries, which is so awesome. It's complicated, a bit messy, a bit ugly, but I think it's on its way to becoming something great. And I am the guinea pig for weddings. So I'm just really excited to see how that goes this year. Um, and the more that we do it, the more accurate those numbers come in. So I am trying, of course, it's just little me here um, right now doing everything. So uh, I think it's going to take a, a bit more uh, person power to do that. But I am here to learn. And obviously for um, researching and collecting data, a lot of people use 30, uh, third party event auditors and stuff like that. So that mm -hmm. money generally is coming from um, stockholders and corporate budgets and those kind of things. So I think that is another kind of financial hurdle when it comes to those numbers that are so important for people. Um, I, I think, I hope that weddings will get there eventually mm -hmm. and that we can have a better idea of kind of the international standards of operations around weddings specifically. Yeah. Um, that's, that is my goal um, to get that a bit more accurate and accessible to people. It's just something that, again, like waste, people don't always think about when it comes to weddings. You think of the warm and fuzzy, um, but there's a lot of other sides to that. And it's a huge industry. There are so many wedding planners and vendors and all of that and, and companies that you know, really depend on that income and revenue from weddings. So it's mm -hmm. definitely something that needs to be talked about. Wow. That's such a great point. And, um, so worthwhile expanding on a little bit, I think in our few last minutes before I have my few final last questions for you, um, those folks that are listening, um, this is really common in business. So lots of folks that list that are listening might not know about the different scopes. It's you have scope one, two, and three of greenhouse gas emissions that as a company, say you are making stretchy yoga pants, for example, or what's a wedding example? Uh, you are making, well, let's use wedding dresses. Maybe you're making formal attire. You're a business. And depending on how large you are, uh, there's certain reporting standards that are required and they're actually becoming more and more mandated and uh, part of your regulatory operations. So say you were a really large corporation and you were traded publicly on a stock exchange, for example, uh, in the very near future, part of your accountability for trading as a public company will be reporting on your greenhouse gas emissions. And so as a company, you have to start uh, tracking that. And that's what you're alluding to with the data, I believe. And yes. for listeners, scope one is a direct emission. So potentially it's like driving a dress from a truck, from the warehouse in a truck to the store. Scope two is more indirect, which usually uh, covers electricity and other sort of offsite manufacturing um, facilities. And then scope three, if you choose to travel up the supply chain, would be uh, for a wedding dress example, would be where your company is buying that material from. How is it manufactured? What types of emissions are involved in that? So I fully get the, I uh, just wanted to tease that out a little bit so that listeners understand how complicated this is and how impactful your statement is in both directions that if you don't have data, you can't assess your choices as a business or as somebody that cares about this. Say you wanted to have a carbon neutral wedding or a greenhouse gas emissions offset for your event, which is actually very common. If you don't have that data, you don't know how much to offset. Right. So it's a really great point. And congratulations for uh, biting off more than you can chew. <laughs> Thank <laughs> <I> was, you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Tentatively. Um, yeah. Hey, and you're right. If you're not doing it, then who, you know, you're a great person to kick that off. And 
I do hope that your community is supporting you with that. And I know I was just on an event this week in textiles and the textile industry has the same, the same challenge is collecting that data so that we can make better choices and we can find solutions. And it's, um, it's a very uh, worthy place to put your energy. So thank you for the work that you're doing. <laughs> uh, don't thank me yet. I haven't done it quite yet, but um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. So yeah, well, you've got to start somewhere. So yeah, um, I think it's really exciting and maybe we could have an update at some point in time about how that's going. I would love that. Yeah. Love to hear more about that. So um, I'll tell you about the program real quick. It, it's yeah. called Impact All by okay. Circular Unity. Um, it's an international online platform that collects data and counts emissions for each event. Uh, I'm a new ambassador of the program, so I'll be the first one to try it on my weddings. Um, and the goal is just to help the event industry become closer to that carbon neutral goal. Um, they use like intuitive and automated technology, which if you're reading the news, don't be too concerned about the AI portion. Um, hopefully it'll be fine, but yeah, the robots can help as well. Um, but yeah, I think uh, just developing this kind of technology is, is um, such an important tool for people all around the world, especially in those remote locations. So I'm glad that someone out there is, is trying to do that. Obviously, it's, it is complicated and there's a lot that goes into it. And those scopes that you talked about, thank you for defining those scope one and two and three. Imagine doing that for a wedding, right? Like every, every single component to the wedding. Um, so it really kind of falls on the venues and the vendors at this point to help me out with some of that. If they're not transparent, how can I be transparent about my numbers? Um, mm -hmm. So the more transparent, the more people have on their website, their sustainable um, goals and what they do, the better it helps me in my kind of research. So I would just say to all wedding vendors out there, regardless of what they do, to just try to start having those transparent uh, numbers on their their websites. It just helps so much people like me that are, are actually trying to get that information without having to dive too deep into a, a conversation. Some people don't even have staff that they've hired for, for something like that. So it would be definitely something to look into if you're trying to get incentives from the government and get those mandates that are starting to happen. Why not start now? <laughs> it's going to come. Yeah, certainly. Well, thank you so much for sharing that resource and sharing that you're an ambassador. And that if, any, if there's any listeners that are interested in contacting you, are you available to have conversations about that? I'm guessing as an ambassador, yes. that's a yes. <laughs> I am. Absolutely. Yeah. If, if you're like, what is that? I want to learn more, please. If you're in the entertainment industry or event industry, I would be happy to um, talk more about Circular, Unit Circular Unity's uh, mission. Great. Well, I'll put your contact information in the show notes. Um, so anyone listening, just save the episode and then you can, you know, if you're driving, don't look now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you can come back and have a look. And um, I, I have a good friend who always says measure what matters. And so for the companies out there listening, I love your, uh, your suggestion and nudge and that uh, reporting takes a long time to set up systems and now is the time. Yes. It's always my <laughs> yesterday. answer. Yesterday. Just get, just get started. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to get going. Yeah. Um, so one of my final questions is what are you excited about right now? And if you could sort of paint an ideal picture, pick up a paintbrush and paint this ideal picture for your company and, or the industry, what would that look like for you? Wow. Um, I think I'm most excited about changing the narrative of what a wedding looks like. I think people are starting, especially the clients I'm working with, are starting to do their own thing, go off of, create new traditions and kind of go off from the normal. So yeah. that's really exciting that people are, first of all, even thinking about sustainability and um, eco-friendly swaps to make in their wedding. But in addition to that, just um, 
doing smaller weddings and doing weddings their way and not having the pressure of competition and social media and all of all of those things to compare weddings to. Obviously, there's always going to be those trends out there and some are good and some are terrible. Um, but I, I think that it's exciting to see what the future of weddings will look like based on what's happening right now. Um, and just vendors in general starting to yeah dive into this kind of sustainable approach as well more people reaching out to local businesses and supporting um, local farms and and different farming practices that are better for the planet so yeah i'm i'm excited Al although we are in a climate crisis that comes with opportunities not just depressing <laughs> days of of wondering what's going to happen so while yeah. while there's a lot of worry there's also a lot of opportunity and i'm hoping that people really um, take advantage of those as well amazing that's a great future vision i got chills when you were talking <laughs> in in the form of crisis there's always opportunity so yeah i love that thank you so much for sharing that and so as we wrap up for listeners, if they do want to hire you, can you please share us how share with us how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. My website is probably the easiest because it's easy to remember. Uh, waste not .ca. So w a s t e k n o t .ca. Um, there's a contact form on the get to know me, contact me section so you can just send a message that way and I'll get it through my email. Um, email is kind of what I do all day long so I'm always on my email. Email is uh, is a great thing and uh, also on my Instagram. I am not a huge social media poster but I do have those little waste reduction Wednesday, Wednesday posts on there and uh, I'm always trying to tap into that social media platform um, so I think Instagram, Instagram is one of the, the main venues for that. Um, as well as LinkedIn. My personal LinkedIn is on there. That's kind of part of my business as well. So my name, Mallory Gladman, G-L-A-D-M-A-N. That's my LinkedIn. Uh, I'm the only one there with that name for now. So um, pretty easy to find. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm really looking forward to eventually having the need to hire you. And <laughs> until then, I'm just so grateful that you took the time to meet me and to come on the podcast and it's been really illuminating and I've learned a lot and there's, you've shared so much great value. I think it's been really, really helpful. So thank you. And thank you, Tracy, for having me. It's been wonderful to share my little insight of my niche wedding planning company. Um, so I hope that it sparked not only your interest, but other, others that are listening to think a little bit more about the waste production for weddings. So great. I'll have a great day and I look forward to catching up again soon. You too. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey listener. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Eco-ish podcast. We bring you new content every other Wednesday throughout the year. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, there's a really easy way to show your support and help us grow. Download the Fountain app on iOS or Android, follow Ecoish Podcast, and start listening. You can share your thoughts on this episode by sending a boost, like a payment with a message, and see what other listeners have to say or create clips of the best moments. Getting started is easy, and you can top up your Fountain wallet with a bank card. Oh, and you can earn money just by listening on Fountain too. They have a lot of different podcasts. It's a no-brainer. Visit fountain.fm to learn more. If you'd like to learn more about Sustainable Living School and our courses or download our free 12-page decoding sustainability guide, hop on over to www.sustainableliving.school. This is all designed to help you get started with sustainable living in a way that works just for you. We have free resources and paid courses. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.